This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Hillary's America is the number one DVD in America on Amazon right now. And uh, Hillary's America, the book by Dinesh D'Souza, has been out and been a number one and top five bestseller for a very long time. Welcome to the program, Dinesh. How are you? Great to be here. Good to have you. Um, uh, As you're watching, uh, Eric Holder, he tweeted today, right? Um, As you're watching people uh, talk about putting people in prison because they disagree with them politically... Which could never happen. Which could never happen in America. Oh, wait a minute. It happened to you. (laughs) Um, When you saw the tweet today from Eric Holder, which said... Well, in effect, he said, I am shocked, shocked to hear that there are people talking about putting political dissidents in jail in America. Uh, He he, he seemed to have the outrage. It reminded me, of course, of the guy from Casablanca, the the lieutenant, who was shocked to find gambling going on right Right. under his nose. Right, right. and, uh, you know, it's um, in my case. Um, look, there are people who have committed campaign finance violations who have gone to prison. Yes. But in every single case, there is corruption or witness tampering. Or in one case, the guy had done it several times before. Uh, in my case, the amount involved was 20 grand, uh, my own money. Uh, and not something I was looking to gain. I was helping a college friend running for the Senate. So no American has been locked up for doing what I did. Uh, and the government looked really hard to find a case so they could tell the judge, look, we, we think you should put this guy in prison because this guy went to prison. They couldn't find a single case. Uh, and, uh, and so that's the, uh, the issue at justice at its core isn't just did you do it. Because, uh, you know, if, you, if you're, you get a speeding ticket and they give you one year in prison, you did it but it's a penalty that doesn't fit the crime, or other guys who did the same thing aren't going to get remotely like the same penalty. You've been a guy who has been outspoken uh, from the beginning on uh, Barack Obama and now Hillary Clinton. Um, You're not making any friends with a woman who could quite possibly be the next president of the United States. Um, What have you changed in your life, or what has changed mentally in you, knowing what they can do, a lot of people would back off. A lot of people would say, okay, I'm going to shut up. You didn't. You doubled down. What, 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 are, you th- what are you thinking? Well, I think I've been uh, in some ways radicalized by my own experience. And, and when I took on Obama, uh, I thought I was making a kind of intellectual discovery about him, that he was not so much a civil rights guy, but an anti-colonialist. Mm-hmm. And to pursue that story journalistically, I went to Kenya. But I think the effect of that movie was to get not only... In, it it kind of got into his head, Obama. And it made him look bad because, you know, there I was with his brother in the Haruma slums of Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Here was President Obama talking about, we are our brother's keeper. So it made him look like a complete hypocrite. Uh, and he's a thin-skinned narcissist. So, he, so I think this is where the vendetta started. Uh, but I didn't really know what I was getting into. I thought I was, you know, blowing the whistle and showing people a side of Obama they didn't know. 
But you take on the U.S. government, they unleash the FBI on you. They've got your bank records in one hand, your tax files on the other hand. You know, it, you feel the vulnerability of that. United States of America versus Dinesh D'Souza. So my initial reaction was to step back and cower down. Uh, and then when I got in the confinement center, all these hoodlums walking around, sleeping on bunk beds and spitting everywhere and so on. Again, my initial reaction was to be a hermit, to stay back. And it was only as I began to reflect on all this, I, it kind of took me back to my childhood. I'm an immigrant. I came to America with 500 bucks in my pocket. I've seen the American dream. Well, this is the other America. Uh, and I decided, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to kind of go all in for this country, which has meant everything to me. Does it concern you? Because you and I both know who Hillary Clinton is. She is corrupt to the core. Um, the WikiLeaks is showing that She'll say one thing to, you know, out in the open and the 180 degree opposite, you know, behind closed doors. Does it concern you at all for where this country has been, the trouble that is probably on the horizon economically, et cetera, et cetera, and and knowing that you're dealing with somebody who says never let a good crisis go to waste? Does it concern you at all that you would be targeted again? I'm, I'm more concerned for America than I am for myself. In, in some ways, I feel like there's a certain weird safety being on the front line. Yes. In other words, um, uh, you know, if the guy who writes Hillary's America and makes the movie Hillary's America disappears tomorrow, who's the main suspect? Yes. <laughs> right? Right. Uh, so in some ways, there, there's a certain security in being out there in front. Um, but if she is the gangster that we believe her to be, shouldn't we make every effort to block her? Because once you give her the Oval Office, you give her the accoutrements of power, even as Secretary of State, we saw what she did with that power. Uh, but even then, she was under the reign of Obama. However mild the Obama check, the Obama people at least were like, Hillary, give us a list of all the foreign donors who are giving you money. Uh, but without that, remove that, and now you have a woman who has the full apparatus of the federal government, the FBI, the CIA, at her disposal... It is a terrifying kind of power. Do you think she ever believed it? You know, I said the other day that the Hillary of the 1960s, if she could come back and meet the Hillary today, she might, be, she might punch her in the face because she's, she's become everything she claimed she was against. Was she ever, was she ever um, pure in thought and, and just wanting to do good things? Did she have a turning point in her life? where it went really dark. You know, it, there's, there's only little glimpses of young Hillary that one can get from all the bios of, of Hillary. Remarkably, when she was very young, she wanted to be a beauty queen. She entered all these beauty pageants. And That's a tough she, road. And she, but she wanted, to, she wanted to be Enough. the classic, you know, the all-American girl. That was her original thought. And she was a Goldwater girl in those days. She was a Republican. Her dad was a Republican. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, her, uh, and so her mom was kind of a closet liberal, but the dad was a Republican. Uh, I think what happened is when Hillary uh, was late in high school and then on to Wellesley College, she realized, I don't have the looks and I don't have the political charm. I don't have that magnetic gregariousness that you need to advance in politics. Uh, I, I actually need to find a partner who does, someone who, in a sense, who can carry me. So do you think that that was... Um, uh a political calculation, her 
relationship it was an, it was the, an at ambitious, the beginning? Yeah, I think she knew. See, remember, Bill had had problems with sexual harassment at Oxford, even before he came to Yale Law School. And Hillary knew about that. Hillary knew about Bill from the old days. She knew from the beginning. So she made a decision to go ahead, and there had to be a reason. Just like there had to be a reason for Bill to go for her. She's not his type. She's the opposite of his type. What's uh, his type? His type is Monica Lewinsky. His type is yeah. the sort of, uh, you know, high cheekbone, wide jawed, uh, you know, uh, trailer park girl, if you will. Uh, yeah, he, he likes that style. Hillary, yeah. the, the hippie. Uh, Hillary, the sort of don't shave your underarms. Hillary, the sort of ideologue. That's oh, you didn't just need not, to bring that. Well, you didn't need to bring Oh, that. we're back to beauty pageants? <laughs> no, 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 this is, I'm, I'm just drawing on what was. I, right, 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 right. Yeah, this was all, I mean, this is in, this is all in the Hillary biographies. And so they both found something that the other person had, and they made a pact early on, and their marriage has been based on that. So that's why I think it's been so interesting to see the media playing this pageant. So when do you think she went really corrupt and dark? Was, I, I, let me just ask you this. The, the you know the the travel gate and the the Lincoln bedroom and the selling of access um, it, w- w- was that the beginning of the training wheels of what became the Clinton Foundation and if so what was what is the Clinton Foundation the trailing training wheel for to come. Yeah, so you remember in the Arkansas days, the Clintons would do small-time, they do small-time right. rackets. Hillary puts in a thousand bucks, she makes a hundred grand uh, because there's a guy who's essentially sheltering her from risk. And why is he doing that? Because Bill is attorney general. So they're running small rackets. Then they get to the White House. They can't believe it. They suddenly realize that things like pardons can be sold. And so, you know, here's Mark Rich. He's willing to put in millions of dollars to the DNC and to the Clinton Foundation in exchange for a pardon. And they're on their way out the door. Why not? They go for it. So, so to them, everything is for sale. Now, when Hillary becomes Secretary of State, now they've already exited the presidency. Uh, and now they, their, their schemes become cleverer and bigger. And they realize, oh, Bill's speaking fee is $150,000. Why don't we move it up to $600,000? Obviously, Bill's content isn't going to improve. Right. But now there are people who want no favors. Out. Show coming with it. Yeah. <laughs> they want favors out of Hillary. And so this isn't really paying for a speech. It's a bribe, but it's disguised as payment for a speech. And so the Clintons, in that sense, are completely unscrupulous. I haven't seen anything like this. We've seen it with, like, Boss Tweed and Tammany yes. Hall in New York. But at the national level, I mean, have you heard of a secretary of state renting out American foreign policy? Never. No. So what is that? What does that give us a glimpse into what she is going to be if she wins? What does America, what what does American policy look like? The way I think about it is kind of like this. Um, What did Al Capone want out of Chicago? If you could give him everything he wanted, what did he want? He basically wanted to be the mob boss of Chicago. Right. He wanted to be able to loot the Treasury. He wanted all his buddies to be on the payroll. He can give him contracts when he wants. He wanted his critics to be pushed away. Leave, leave the state. I'll throw you off a roof. Uh, I'll reduce your influence. I'll get you fired. And he, the most important thing, he wanted to walk into the big Chicago stadium and have the whole crowd stand up and shout, Big Al, Big Al, Big Al, with cult-like devotion. That's what Hillary wants for America. She wants so to she's, be the... We're not talking about Evita. We're talking about um, uh, an oligarch. We're to- 
Yeah, if you look at Evita, I mean, Evita was corrupt. Evita wanted to, Evita uh, was sort of a, a girl from the wrong side of the tracks who made good and wanted to cash in right. on her opportunity. But let's say this. Did Evita care how the ordinary uh, Argentine lived his life? Did Evita want to tell you what religion to practice or where you can live or whether you can own a gun? She couldn't care less. Right. And most dictators are even like that. They don't care about your personal life as long as they are ensconced in power and you don't molest them. They don't want to molest you. But today's progressivism has such a built-in tyrannical impulse, which Hillary embodies, that she, you can't say today, I'm going to go in my little enclave and I'm going to be sheltered. And I'll just live my life, drive my pickup truck, and I'll go hunting. No, they're going to come after you in your church, out on the hunting range. They're not going to leave you alone. And so we can't leave them alone. Dinesh D'Souza is with us. Uh, the movie on DVD is out now, Hillary's America, uh, where he really takes you back um, to the the roots of the Democrats and the Progressive Party, which is as racist as you can get, and and uh, many of the um, the ripoff schemes, the rackets, the exploitation um, that we see in the Clintons, we find that sordid tradition going back all the way to Andrew Jackson. So the, the racism wasn't just that I you know I don't like blacks. It was that I found a way to get black people to work for me for free. In other words, that's what slavery was. It's basically a a stealing of another man's labor. And in order to steal his labor, you have to steal his whole life. And and the Democrats championed that. And they said it was a good thing. Um, So they're the inventor of the notion of slavery as a positive good. And then after the Civil War, they came up with new schemes. Segregation, Jim Crow, the Ku Klux Klan... And then the whole social Darwinism, forced sterilization, all of which led to sympathy for fascism. So there's all this stuff. And I think in one of the greatest, you know, there's the economic heist. You rob Fort Knox, you rob the treasury. But then there's the intellectual heist, which is you rob the honor of America and the Republican Party. And you blame them for the bad things that you did. That's the genius of the progressives is is. is to shift the blame onto someone else and then present themselves as the remedy. Now, how, how is it that the Klan, which has always been Democrat, it was a Democratic voting uh, machine. Um, how is it that the Klan has now moved into this alt-right to where they're, they, I mean, they are, you know, like the neo-Nazis. It's national socialism. How, how, what do they find with the right that they identify with? Well, the, let's think of what motivated someone to join the Klan in the first place. Like, why would you join the Ku Klux Klan? Um, the, the reason was that in the South, what the Democratic Party said to the poor white guy is, I'm going to make you a member of an aristocracy, right? You're going to be higher than every black guy in the country. So even if here's a black guy, he's educated, he went to college, he's, a, he's got a good job, and you don't, but because of your skin color, I'm going to put you on top of him. So whiteness becomes membership in this racial club uh, and your social status becomes elevated by virtue. So the Democrats were offering that to poor whites in the South. And that was one of the main reasons that the think of all why the poor whites fought in the Civil War. They didn't have slaves. Uh, What were they fighting for? What was in it for them? Uh, The Democrats have always understood the kind of low motives of the human psyche. Even today, look at the way they tap into avarice, envy, all these secret emotions that people have. And they never do it openly. They never say, you're an envious man. They go, 
they, they, they make it seem like you're self-righteous. You're being denied your fair share. Therefore, you should, you know, smash into this guy's house and take his stuff because he owes you. So the Democrats know what they're doing. They're playing with fire. They're playing with low human, human emotions. Now, there is a far-right version of doing the same thing. Uh, and so in, you may say that at the extremes, the right and the left tend to converge. But, it's not, but I, what I don't understand is, like, for instance, again, the neo-Nazis, their claim is they're far-right. But they're national socialists. I mean, the right in America has always been the smallest possible government. You know, yeah, no, absolutely. The extreme and, on the right should be anarchist. Yeah, and even in Europe, if you think of the right, you know, what's the extreme right in Europe? It was thrown an altar. It was right. the idea of a country run by an alliance between the sacred church yes. uh, and the monarchy. So that's the right, and that's gone. We don't. That's not a threat today. Right. Uh, what is a threat today is a different kind of collectivism, uh, which now is a, a, co- a collectivism that was embodied by the communists, by the Nazis, by the progressives. Most people don't realize that all those three movements were on the same side of the aisle. Yes. Did you see that's an example of what you're talking about and the way they frame things? Um, in that, you know, we talked about forever that keeping up with the Joneses, we looked at that as a negative idea, that you're just trying to get what everyone else on your neighborhood has or whatever else in your town has. Now they frame that as income inequality. And it's the same basic foundational belief, right, that you should be able to get what everyone else has. Uh, but now that it's framed as income inequality, it's all of a sudden a positive. Isn't that an example of what they're trying to do? Yeah, I mean... Got 20 seconds. Yeah, the, um, the good side of it is trying to emulate the successful guy. And that's what we believe, right? We right. won't believe. Guy started a business, you should learn to start a business, yeah. improve yourself. The democratic approach is different, and that is to appeal to envy, to appeal to pulling him down so yes. the two of you are leveled. All right, so when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about what does America look like with Hillary Clinton as President of the United States. It can't be good. Dinesh D'Souza, next. The Glenn Beck Program. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. 